Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Perfectville, your first place podcast of your Miami Dolphins. I am Sam Marcou. He is Chris Colon, and this is the 100th episode of Perfectville. That's right, 100 episodes now officially in the can. Not your can, but the can. Chris Colon, how are you feeling hitting the century mark here, my friend? Sam, 100 episodes. I couldn't be more excited. It's beautiful out here. We have a lot of people hanging out. Uh, I've got my tux, no pants, and I'm just excited to be here. I, uh, I too, am wearing a tux, but I'm only wearing the pants, but I'm wearing them as a shirt, so I am not violating any of the town rules here in Perfectville. Uh, And you're right. There are celebrities abound all over the place here, ready for the awards to happen. We have Shepard Smith from Fox News right over there. He is uh, currently— So, Shep— yeah, he's over there. He he's sporting his Miami Dolphins fandom right over there. And I believe the uh he's actually carrying a sign that has a Patriots logo logo and says fake team on it, kind of like fake news. Uh so he's over there uh, touting that. I, I see who's that in the corner over there? I, I see Jennifer Lopez. She's over there in the corner with her boyfriend. Is that Alex Rodriguez that I uh, I see with her, Chris? I hope so. I want to know what he smells like. I hope she's not wearing any pants. Uh, and then mm. we uh, go in a little bit further. I see Daniel Tosh. He is actually on stage performing. He's like the warm-up comedian until we take the stage later uh, to present some of these awards here. So it is a star-studded affair, my friend. Oh, yeah. I mean, a couple nights ago, the Avengers uh, Infinity War had a purple carpet. We're standing here on the aqua and orange carpet, Sam. And uh, needless to say, I didn't think it'd be possible, but I think we might top it, my man. It is. And and let's be honest, the carpet is only aqua and orange. It's actually a bunch of welcome mats that we put together and then spray painted aqua and orange. Uh, But uh, welcome to the Finzies, ladies and gentlemen. It's here. It's time. And uh, I think we should uh, I think we should waste more time since we're uh, since we're here, Chris. Let's let's tease him here a little bit. Let's tickle the citizens ass with a feather just a Mm. little bit longer before we start handing out these prestigious awards. But we do have some prestigious awards to give out. We also have uh, our first inaugural class for the Perfectville Hall of Fame. Chris, I'm excited about this. Are you excited about this? Dude, the Hall of Fame, it's such a uh, honor, and no matter what it is, whether it's the Basketball Hall of Fame, the NFL Hall of Fame, uh, all the way down to you know college or even outside of sports, being recognized as the best in your field is uh, is a huge honor, and I'm excited to see who, uh, who we nominate. Yeah, now the way this works, and we'll get to who the nominees are in just a little while, but uh, both Chris and myself as the co-founders and co-creators of the town of Perfectville and the podcast Perfectville have each nominated somebody to join the Perfectville Hall of Fame. And now this could be anybody. It could be a guest. It could be uh, just a, a, a citizen, a listener out there that's contributed. It could be anybody and anyone uh, that we deem worthy. But Chris has somebody. I have somebody. We'll both give our nominees and induct both of these fine young individuals into the Perfectville Hall of Fame here before too long. Anytime that you are recognized as the best in your field, like, for example, I uh, am actually in the Pete's Brass Rail and Car Wash Hall of Fame, Chris, which is a bar here in Northern California. And I, I have uh, I, my name is literally etched on the wall. I've been given a shirt that says Hall of Fame uh, because I drank 
a hundred different beers inside of their establishment. Uh, and hmm. very much like this being the hundredth ep- episode, it was a resounding, remarkable achievement. So much so that I am now inducted into their Hall of Fame, and I have never been prouder up until maybe today when I get to nominate my person into the Perfectville Hall of Fame. Well, um, I, congratulations. I did not know and uh, fully wasn't aware that I was talking to somebody with such legendary status, but you and I both have a little bit in common, uh, even more so than we thought before, because there is a cheeburger cheeburger in West Palm Beach, Florida, where I have a Polaroid of myself up on the wall because I ate a one-pound cheeseburger and fries all at the same time in one sitting in 30 minutes. So we are – Pretty impressive guys, I gotta say. I, I mean, you guys are talking to living legends. That's all I can say is, and this is what makes You're us, welcome. yeah, and this is what makes us not, you know, basically qualified to bring other people into a Hall of Famer. It takes one to know one, does it not? Right. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. It's like one of those things you can't get credit until you have credit, but you can't have credit until you get credit. It's kind of like a loophole, but we we cracked the code and we're. Uh, double legends sitting here in Perfectville. We are double legends, and there are also legends out there that we call the citizens of Perfectville, Chris. And the citizens of Perfectville, as I've always stated, are the whole reason why we even do this. And uh, as always, you guys can always give us a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts, just like YDA did, or YDA just did here recently, Chris. And YDA said, five stars. It's free, so it must be good, right? Well, fucking A, (laughs) Every podcast provides something to laugh at as well as the serviceable information about the Miami Dolphins. Just joking. The information they provide is better than serviceable. These guys will even bribe listeners for a five-star review by giving things away. (laughs) So it's free. To us? Yeah, yeah, I don't know what he's talking about. So it's free and they give stuff away. That means I'm getting paid to listen to this. Hashtag fins up. You know, I didn't think about it that way, but we are literally bribing our listeners to give us a five-star rating and review. And now I feel bad about myself, Chris. That guy's a genius. He's ahead of the curve. He probably has some kind of app coming out soon. He'll be a millionaire without even going to college because we're sitting here taking our time out, not getting paid for the show, yet we're paying our listeners. Um, Off air, we need to talk about that. What the fuck is wrong with us, man? Yeah, well, uh, he does qualify YDA or she. I'm not sure if it's – I just assumed a gender. My apologies. Uh, YDA or YDA is now qualified for a free Aronde Bagston sip sack koozie. Uh, And since we don't get paid that much money for this show, I should point out that you can actually purchase Aronde Bagston on (laughs) welcometoperfectville.com inside the store. So uh, help out Chris, help out Sam, help us get paid for this stuff that we do here on the 100th episode of Perfectville. And Chris, uh, since we're talking about a citizen, in this case, Wida, why don't we give out our first Finzi of the year? What do you say? That sounds great. And I got to say, Sam, I know it's a podcast, so there's nothing visual. But if I can paint it for the crowd and everybody listening, I got to say, if you greenlit this, I, I didn't know about it, but it looks awesome. The Aronde Bagston sip sack envelopes that the winners are wrapped in is Top notch, man. Top notch. Yeah, I believe it's just another brown bag, is it not? Yeah, exactly. But it's got the eyeballs drawn on it, so it looks really, really top end, man. I love it. I really hate you because now I have to do this for all the things going forward. (laughs) (laughs) 
Where's our editor? Where's our producer? Cut this part out of the Finzies. No, we are live, ladies and gentlemen. Nothing is cut other than maybe Chris's throat for making me do more work based on packaging alone. Uh, but it is time, since we're talking about the citizens of Perfectville, we might as well start with the citizen of the year, Finzi. This goes to who we deem to be the listener of the year, uh, people who have contributed to the show either monetarily uh, through engagement with us on Twitter or via email or even just on Reddit, which is our unofficial home for this podcast. Shout out to the subreddit, our Miami Dolphins. And Chris, uh, we haven't really talked about this, so I'm not sure exactly who to nominate, but I'm going to start with one. You're going to start with one, and then uh, I guess I'll give another one, and then we will just uh, choose from there. Does that sound good? Yeah, do we know or remember, since this is live, man, woo, live TV, um, who won last year? Uh, was it Slaner? Uh, it, you know or what? Gregus. I, I don't. Somebody might be a two-timer, man. So, this is going to be good. Somebody might, because we can only remember three names that listen to this show, <laughs> even though there's literally thousands of you. But uh, that tells you who stepped up their game, I suppose. So why don't we just start with this? My first nominee for Citizen of the Year is going to be the one, the only, Slaner. Uh, Slaner gave us our first review on Apple Podcasts way back over two years ago when we started this little venture. Uh, he has now started his own podcast called uh, Fins, yeah. Fins Up, Fans Down, a hilarious take of where uh, Miami Dolphins fans watch old Miami Dolphins games and comment over the top of it. I think it's a fantastic idea. It's something that uh, I hope really takes off by uh, by him and his co-host there. Slaner is our first nominee for Citizen of the Year. Well, Slaner is a no-brainer, I <laughs> uh, should say. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You did the Wida, which <laughs> Wida might be one of the nominees if we can't remember more <laughs> than three um, since they just did the most recent review. But honestly, uh, obviously, this one isn't a, a surprise. Uh, of course, Laner was the first guy that came to my mind as well. But uh, this we, we actually had an episode almost circularly around this listener, and uh, he's very active on Twitter. He's always saying what's up to us and listening to the show and has been since the beginning. So the second nominee for Citizen of the Year for the best listener for the second annual Finzies award is hillbilly bren yeah it has to be hillbilly bren if for no other reason that i'm kind of scared that if we didn't nominate him uh, mm. he might show up on our front yard in our front yard on a mower of lawn and uh, at that point uh, i would be terrified so congratulations to hillbilly bren on being nominated this might be the exact same list from last year chris i am uh, i'm almost positive of it at this point and uh the third the third nominee is going to be Nick Aspie, or Apsy, I think it's Apsy, I don't think it's Aspie, uh, also known as Nick in the Ville. He, uh, he didn't do anything in particularly great other than the fact that he continues to support the show. I appreciate him. He doesn't bother me that often, which unlike some of these other guys out there, uh, uh, pester me quite a bit, a.k.a. Chris Cullen. Um, but no, mm-hmm. Nick, Nick uh, is a nominee mainly because I just went through the list of all the citizens of Perfectville that I have, and my finger landed on him. So congratulations to Nick. You are the third nominee for Citizen of the Year, and it's that time, Chris. I'm going to open the envelope if you will give me the honors here. I will, uh, I will present the first Finzi of 2018, and this goes to the Citizen of the Year, probably the most important Finzi you can get. And right. your winner for Citizen of the Year is Slaner, ladies and gentlemen. Slaner is your Citizen of the Year for 2018. He might be a two-time champion, or he might be a first-time winner and nominee. I'm not sure. Chris doesn't remember. Neither do I. But Slaner, regardless, is your Citizen of the Year here. He gets the first Finzi of 2018. Congratulations to Slaner. Once again, you can check out his podcast, Fins Up, Fans Down, 
a hilarious take of Miami Dolphins games by Miami Dolphins fans. Chris, what do you think? Uh, very well-deserved, I think. Very well-deserved. He's very uh, active in the podcast and Miami Dolphins community. I believe he's a mod at uh, our subreddit there in Reddit, and he has uh, made us, um, I think, verified users for that subreddit. So when we make a post, uh, we got this little flare that says verified, so it means we're kind of a big deal. Um, so that's kind of cool. Appreciate Slayer for that. And, of course, the rest of the mods there. I had a kind of controversial post recently. <laughs> on uh on that subreddit they got me over 400 upvotes and like 100 comments my inbox was through the roof just from a simple meme about ryan Tannehill. but slaner uh, the guy's been here from along the way if he is a two-time he's definitely well deserving as are the other guys that we mentioned uh so congratulations yeah i don't know who the other two losers are that we mentioned but they uh slaner i forgot about the fact that he's a mod and he did get us verified so politically it totally makes sense for us to to make him a- and he has a new podcast so maybe we could win something later down the line well there you go hopefully we can win a couple of games and then watch it on his podcast because Ooh, uh, perfect there's not a whole lot of things that uh, depress me more than watching the Miami Dolphins lose here, Chris. And uh, it kind of leads me to a discussion point here. Uh, the Miami Dolphins recently changed their uniforms. Now, it was somewhat of a subtle and minor change, but uh, what are your thoughts on the Miami Dolphins changing their uniforms, taking the Navy out of the uniforms, streamlining the helmet, streamlining the legging or the pipings on the, uh, on the, on the pants? Uh, what are your overall thoughts of the new and improved, shall I say? Miami Dolphins uniform? So improved. Um, 100% for it. The Navy was completely pointless. I hated it. It just added this drop shadow for no reason that shouldn't have been there. Um, it, I, it shouldn't even be an official color for our team. The white, the aqua, the orange. I mean, that is everything right there. And we made it a little bit more. They're really going for the whole vintage slash modern. And I think they nailed it, man. It looks great. Way more streamlined. It's much better than the Jags update. They have like these plain practice jersey type numbers where there's like nothing around it so the orange around it's perfect it's just a little bit just perfect with the modern touch uh, i think it was a great move uh congratulations to uh all involved because uh, it looks perfect i love it yeah I, I agree with you fins on jags off uh if you catch my drift uh <laughs> they also actually darkened the orange a little bit so kind of got it yeah. back to the original orange color of the miami dolphins and uh people are asking me on twitter which again you can follow us at perfectville pod on twitter what my thoughts were uh about the new uniforms and quite frankly chris it boils down to this if they win i really don't care what they wear to be honest with you that's how right. desperately i need this team to do well next year yeah if, if we want to go to ace ventura throwback to celebrate 25th anniversary or something when we were two twos out on the field. I really don't care if we win 38 nothing. But like you said, it, it's about winning. That's all this is about. That's why the uh, Dolphins on Twitter are arguing about the draft and who we get. If they help us win, I don't give a shit if it's Vita Vey or if it's uh, Baker Mayfield. I, I don't care. If it helps us win, that's all that matters. So there's a discussion point individually for each specific player. I get it. But why argue? Why fight if it helps the Miami Dolphins organization do it. That's it. That's all we want to see. All at the end of the day, that's what we want, Sam. As fans, uh, you and I, everybody is to be successful and to stop being a shitty franchise. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And uh, we need to get back to winning, and we also need to get back to handing out awards, Chris. And I believe, looking at the agenda here today, the next award is to be presented by you, and it has to do with uh, some people that maybe uh, have come and gone, and we call this the goodbye from Perfectville Award. Chris, um, take it away. 
Yeah, Sam, we're going to do the same thing, kind of go back and forth here. But this is the goodbye from Perfectville Award, a last little hurrah and um, slap on the ass as they leave the building for a couple of guys that meant a lot to our franchise that are no longer with us uh, at the as the Finzies now go live here on the Aqua and Orange Carpet. So uh, my first nominee for the uh, Finzie for goodbye from Perfectville is Mike Pouncey. Mm. Mike yeah. Pouncey, of course, starting Pro Bowl Center, had some hip injury issues. He is on his way to Los Angeles to play in a uh, minor league soccer stadium for the Chargers. Mike Pouncey, first nominee. Yeah, he's on his way, but it's going to take him a while. That hip is uh, <laughs> dislocating as he leaves the premises here in <laughs> South Beach. Uh, we wish him well. He is our first nominee. Our second nominee is a man who uh, has considerable tastes, uh, just not when it comes to brushing those tastes out of his mouth. And, of course, I'm talking about <laughs> our famous backup quarterback. You love him. You hate him. We don't know what to do with him, Mr. Matt Moore. Matt Moore has moved on from Perfectville and from the Miami Dolphins. Matt Moore is your second nominee. Uh, has he signed with the team yet? I do not care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't either. That's why. Yeah, I don't know. Um, great. So there's nominee number two. Nominee number three, Sam, uh, is going to big uh, leave a big hole on our defense. Um, this is one of our highest paid players the last few years. But obviously, you know him. Uh, Mikasa, Sukasa, Nudamikin, Sue is no longer with. The Miami Dolphins goodbye from Perfectville. And Dominican Sue is our third uh, nominee, and I believe we have one more, Sam. Uh, we witnessed this man grow. He was born a Miami Dolphin. He went through puberty as a Miami Dolphin, and now he has become a man for the Chicago Bears. And, of course, we're talking about the multimillionaire, Mr. Cody Parkey. Great. And uh, let's, let's name the winner here of the goodbye from Perfectville award. Second. Uh, what's that? Huh? Hold, hold on, Sam. I got a production in my ear. Give me a second. Okay. Well, Sam, this is the first, um, the winner of the goodbye, goodbye from Perfectville Award is uh, Jarvis Landry. What? Yeah, pr production actually just let me know that we've, um, he is the obvious winner of this award. And um, yeah, I mean, there's nobody more polarizing, Sam. There's nobody that we talked about uh, more, I don't believe, as an individual player this past season or really the last two years and welcome to Perfectville. So uh, the big wigs just kind of overrode us here. Uh, the four nominees are not even uh, the winner. So I don't know what to say about that. But Jarvis Landry is your winner for the first uh, ever Goodbye from Perfectville Award. Hey, Cleveland, who wants juice? The land, how's it going? It's your boy Jarvis Juice Landry, and I just wanted to take the time to let you get a quick glimpse of the wide receiver you're about to see put on the dark brown and orange this year. When I went to the Miami front office and demanded a trade, I told them I want three things. One, a team that has had success. Two, a city and a state that's way better than Miami. And three, an organization that knows what it's doing. Because obviously, Miami has been the second worst franchise this last decade in the NFL. So hell yeah, they traded me to the Browns. Ohio. Who wouldn't want Ohio over South Beach? I mean, you got Drew Carey, right? And uh, and uh, <laughs> decent weather. <laughs> That's right, your weather is probably dope in Cleveland. Man, hot women. Damn, dude, I bet there's some fine-ass chicks up there near Lake Erie. So yeah, Cleveland is about to be lit this year. And guess what? Breaking news. You just signed your boy to a five-year deal paying me top receiver money. $47 million guaranteed. I've got 22 touchdowns in four years. Man, <laughs> half a decade in Cleveland. Move over, Miami. <laughs> Stupid-ass city. I mean, <laughs> so what? 
Wheel of Fortune sends people to Miami when you win their grand prize sometimes. Big whoop. I bet people travel to Cleveland to visit all the time. They're probably slammed with tourists. <laughs> that's a lot of that's a lot of money, right? <laughs> it'll it'll be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, Cleveland. Woo! <laughs> LeBron's done it. <laughs> right? <laughs> make another one uh, a little bit more upbeat yeah <clears throat> i tried so hard <laughs> i tried so hard to be upbeat <laughs> oh, God. that's a lot of money right <laughs> it's guaranteed it's guaranteed yeah no brown's done it he, he went back he went to miami <laughs> oh the place is fucking terrible cleveland <laughs> Do they even have orange juice up there? <laughs> well, goodbye from Perfectville to Jarvis Landry and to the other four. I'm sorry. Uh, poor Matt Moore could never get us, could never be a starting quarterback and now can't even get a Finzi on his way out of town. And Chad uh, Henney once again got a job before he did. <laughs> that's true. And in fact, I just looked it up. Matt Moore is, is a free agent. Oh, so nobody no. wants. Nobody wants our poor, trashy, bad breath, <laughs> disgusting toothed former backup quarterback, except for his hot ass wife, which I he must just never smile around here. Her, you know what I mean? Like, does he just walk around in, in like a bandana or something? So where she just sees from the nose up. He just wears like uh, like from the shield when they came out with the uh, face masks on with the skulls like he just wears that constantly like it's uh, or maybe as one of those like wax uh, things that you chew on like a mouthpiece but it also covers your mouth that looks like lips and a big white smile who knows but yeah he 10 out of 10 for that one good for him. Yeah, I, I got to tell you, I hope I never run into Matt Moore. Um, <laughs> I think yeah. I think if he's aware of this podcast, he's going to come right up to me and try to yell at me, and I'm just going to pass out from the stench. Well, and you have to worry a lot less than I do. I, I'm 98% sure he lives in Charlotte, North Carolina, so um, I need to keep my head on a swivel. <laughs> Well, keep your head on a swivel because if he's throwing anything near you, you're probably going to get lit up by the safety in the middle of the freaking street since he doesn't necessarily know how to place a ball, you fucking asshole. That's why you're not on the team anymore, Matt Moore. You couldn't even beat out Ryan Tannehill. Half the people hate Ryan Tannehill. You couldn't beat out Jay Fiedler in his prime, you piece of shit. That's why you're not with the Miami Dolphins anymore. That's why you're not with the Carolina Panthers anymore. That's why when you Google Matt Moore, the pitcher for the Tampa Bay Rays or the Giants or whoever the fuck he works for, comes up before you you irrelevant piece of crap and congratulations on whatever your next venture is we uh we're gonna miss you Good Lord. i'm gonna miss you well sam uh segueing into that speaking of backups to ryan Tannehill, there's a big big event tomorrow as of recording right now we are recording on wednesday the eve of the nfl draft so sam huge night tomorrow first round we have the 11th overall pick Tons of smoke out there. We don't know if we're trading up, if we're staying put, if we're trading down. But the Miami Dolphins are one of the most talked about teams going into this NFL draft. Uh, what are your thoughts going into the eve where we are right now for this huge, huge moment? I have a really hard time imagining a scenario 
where the Miami Dolphins pick a quarterback unless somebody just completely drops. I don't see. Th- I, I I have a hard time thinking they're going to trade up. I, I think there's a better option for them to trade down if the draft board shakes out to where they don't get the player that they want. Uh, but I think they're going to go defense, and I think the number one issue that we have on defense is linebacker. So I think uh, and I hope that they are targeting either Tremaine Edmonds or. Uh, Roquan Smith and I think if you were to get Roquan Smith and and pair him up with Raekwon McMillan uh, assuming Raekwon McMillan gets to play this year uh, you you all of a sudden have a very young very uh, athletic talented linebacking core that can grow together and maybe be something uh, and and really complement that front uh, that front line of defensive end and defensive linemen that we have. So uh, I'm really hoping for a linebacker. What say you? Yeah, same here. And really, when you look at the smoke and figure out where it's coming from, it's coming from national pundits that uh, are very easily swayed because they get a little bit of stuff in their ear and they gotta you know make stories for this off season that's very slow. So going into the draft, any little bit of tidbit, even if it's just smoke, uh, is going to be picked up and talked about in the national media. Now, a few weeks ago, Baker Mayfield was supposedly Adam Gase's love child. Like he just wanted Baker Mayfield. That's what he wanted. He wanted to trade up possibly. There's rumors of us talking to get in the top five, possibly number two with the Giants. And now all of a sudden the narrative is switched to Josh Rosen. If he is fallen, oh, maybe if he's there in our lap, we'll take him. There's even a story now about Lamar Jackson. Here's the thing. We've signed Danny Amendola. We have gotten rid of some younger kind of uh, loudmouth issues um, from our locker room. We freed up some cap space. We have McMillan coming back. We have Ryan Tannehill, who we structured his contract to be uh, less forgiving if we were to cut him now or next year. So what's that all pointing to is that we want to win now. So why would we draft a future project quarterback at number 11 when that's not our biggest need linebacker i agree with you sam is right there for the taking with all these quarterbacks that are uh, talking about in the top five somebody is going to slip into the number 11 spot whether it's uh, uh like you said Edmonds or roquan smith or even possibly derwin james or minka fitzpatrick those are two guys i would like as well we can even trade down and look at rashawn evans if we'd like to say there's a quarterback there and somebody wants to move ahead of the bills there's all kinds of possibilities but i think number four or five in the priority list is quarterback and that's somebody we're going to take in the third fourth fifth round maybe a Riley Ferguson but I'm agreeing with you Sam I don't think we're pulling the trigger at 11 for quarterback because there's been so much smoke around it I think it's bullshit yeah I do I do too and I also think based on what we did in free agency with the trades and the signings that we're probably going to be looking at a tight end uh in the mid rounds I think there's going to be somebody who's maybe more of a, a a plus project if you will somebody that's not necessarily uh, completely raw, but somebody that maybe has established themselves, but for whatever reason might have a knock here, there, and everywhere, and see if Adam Gase can uh, can can exploit their strengths and hide their weaknesses, that sort of thing. So wouldn't surprise me to see us go offense after the first round, or if we get into the later part of the first round, try to trade back up to get somebody who's fallen. Uh, but I, but I'm looking for defense with that number 11 pick and uh, and a tight end somewhere on day two, meaning rounds two and three. Agree wholeheartedly. I hope that's the way the board goes because there's a lot of great defensive talent out there. And uh, if if you look at 2016 and what we did with Ryan Tannehill, he ended his uh, his season at six and one, really playing at the top of his game. He's been working hard with Adam Gase. He's Gase feels like he owes it to him. Uh, to get him out on the field. So I, I think the best thing we need to do is build around him, get him a defense that can win games, athletic uh, linebackers that can cover, and uh, go to work. 
Well, Chris, with the uh, draft coming up, as you mentioned, there's always a surprise in the draft. The Miami Dolphins or somebody else is always going to do something that makes you scratch your head, uh, which leads us into our next Finzi, I believe. And this is the WTF Finzi for what the fuck biggest surprise for the Miami Dolphins in 2017 slash 2018. Chris, I'm excited about this. Are you excited about this? Oh, of course. Anytime you have an award that uh, mentions what the fuck, it's going to be something surprising and fun. So um, color me excited. Well, I'm excited, too. I'm just bummed that you you're probably the one that wants to uh, actually present this award. Correct. Actually, this uh, aqua and orange carpet, it's it's hot out here, man. Uh, It really vibrates. Son, I got a water sitting here calling my name. You take this one. Well, well, Chris, I I mean, I appreciate that. But but I was hoping to take a leak, to be honest with you. I mean, uh, do you mind just doing the second award in a row here, or, or what? What? Uh, what are we going to do here? Would you guys actually mind if I jumped in on this one? Who the fuck? Who the fuck is that? Who the fuck is that? It's Travis from Perfectville. Travis. Travis Wingfield. Wait, that's me. What the fuck? Uh, who the Travis? Who the hell, hey guys? Who the hell is running security here at the Finzies? Did we hire Dallas Thomas again? He can't keep anybody <laughs> out of this venue. My God. Well, it was actually Jamil Douglas. I got past him on a little uh, dip and rip move. Uh, a little dip and rip right around Jamil Douglas, who's a name I fucking forgot, by the way. Uh, my God. Okay, well, shit. Uh, Chris, I, I, Travis is here. I mean, he's he's already taken his pants off. He he remembers the culture here. Um, <laughs> I got to take a leak. You are, are sunburnt. So, uh, you know, it, it is a, the biggest surprise of 2017, 2018. It's kind of a surprise to see Travis Wingfield back here on Perfectville. I, I've got no problem with it. Chris, do you have a problem with it? No, that's fine. Take the reins, man. Holy shit. Good to see you. Yeah, likewise, fellas. Let's let's do it. Uh, the, the What the Fuck Award, the Finzi for the biggest surprise of the 2017 season for the Miami Dolphins. And the nominees are Jay Ajayi being traded to Philadelphia. Offensive line coach Chris Forster fired after a video of him doing drugs, <laughs> drug surfaces. <laughs> oh, man. Linebacker Lawrence Timmons goes AWOL prior to the season opener against the L.A. Chargers. And... Let's go uh, item by item here. I'm going to go ahead and go with ones I'm not taking. Lauren back, linebacker Lawrence Tim is going AWOL. That's quite a surprise, but, you know, the vomiting in Miami, he's vomited a few times in the field. Nothing he can really do would really surprise me, so I'll go ahead and put that off the list. Offensive line coach Chris Forrester getting fired for doing drugs. The way the offensive line is played under his watch, I would say that makes a lot of sense, so not much of a surprise <laughs> there. And then Jay Ajayi being traded to Philadelphia. I don't know if you guys caught wind of my predictions for him last year. I thought he was going to blow up the league and be one of the best running backs in the league. Of course, he becomes a malcontent, gets traded to Philadelphia, wins a Super Bowl. So the winner of WTF Finzi Award is Jay Ajayi being traded to Philadelphia. What? What the fuck? It makes sense. I mean, uh, to be honest with you, that when I woke up that day and saw that Jay Ajayi was getting traded, I, uh, I literally said, what the fuck? So uh, this is... Uh, this is very appropriate, I, I would say. Yeah, and you know, I was thinking about it today in line to drop my son off at school. Um, you know how like a player is on a team and gets traded midseason, and then that team he was on wins a World Series or a Super Bowl, and they still get a ring? Can the Dolphins get a Super Bowl ring because Ajayi was on our team last year? Uh, I don't think the Dolphins can get a Super Bowl ring to save their life. <laughs> I mean, they haven't done it. We need it somehow, yeah, I mean, please. I mean, you might, you might want to win it on Madden and then do a print screen or something and then just wrap it around your finger. That's about the closest we're ever going to get to 
fucking Super Bowl ring. You know what we've become, guys? We've become the Oakland A's of the NFL where we get people, we develop them, and then we trade them away for prospects, and they go on to greater and bigger success elsewhere, and we're stuck there uh, looking at prospects. So, uh, well, anyways, since uh, since you're here, Travis, I mean, shit, uh, you, weren't, you weren't invited. You just kind of stormed the castle, but you got a microphone and you just gave out an award. So uh, what's been going on? It's been over a year since we last talked to you here on Perfectville. What, uh, what have you been doing? Just kind of hanging out? Same old story, man, working and, and working a lot harder at the football stuff. I know I joined with you guys originally was when I first kind of got into the industry, so to speak. And I was telling, you know, Chris off the air that this is the first real podcast outside of like the Joe Rogan podcast I actually listened to. So you guys kind of introduced me into sports podcasting. And it's just been a fun ride ever since. I've been going on some some different podcasts. I have my own podcast now with Locked On Dolphins. Um, but doing local radio spots in Southwest and uh, Southern Florida, that type of thing. So just staying busy with all the football stuff and looking forward to a new season, man. Yeah, oh, we're looking forward to that too. So you can find him on Locked On Dolphins. And uh, I know you're still writing. What do you got going for uh, for the old finger type in there? Yeah, LockedOnDolphins.com. It's the it's a blog spot as well as the uh, you know the podcast too. So it all goes up on the same page. I try to pump out three to five a week. You guys know that I <laughs> was pretty diligent doing that with Perfectville as well. So that hasn't stopped at all. But um, yeah, just trying to create new content and uh, and and get out of the the national spotlight that the Dolphins seem to be in with all this negative talk and the, and the you know the Omar Kelly's even just trying to create a different perspective for fans to check out. Three to five a week, Jesus man, you're making us look bad. We're lucky if we can get three to five and a quarter these days. Uh, <laughs> no, good for you. So uh, we were just talking about the draft right before you came on and surprised us all, as well as the citizens of Perfectville. Uh, where do you see the Miami Dolphins going with that first pick, uh, number eleven overall? I think it's been a, a list of about ten, twelve guys for a while now, but I think I can narrow it down to two position groups. And I know that uh, Chris will like this a lot. I think one of the safeties, either Derwin James or Mika Fitzpatrick, or one of the linebackers, Roquan Smith or Tremaine Edmonds. I really think the Dolphins want to improve the defense in terms of of helping their coverage aspect, but also a guy that can help them disguise coverages in terms of keeping the same defensive personnel on the field, but running different defensive packages. So I'm down to those guys. I'm going to say right now, Roquan Smith. Uh, that's uh, that's exactly what I said, and I think Chris was uh, in agreement too. He was basically like, hey, whoever falls to us on the defensive side of the ball, uh, that's who we want. So uh, we're all pretty much in agreement there. And if you don't believe me and you don't believe Chris, then believe Travis. And if you don't believe Travis, then you know what? You're an asshole, and you probably shouldn't be listening to any of us at any point. Um <laughs> Well, shit, Travis, thanks again for storming the castle. Uh, uninvited, unannounced, but here you are, giving us the biggest surprise of the year, the WTF Finzi. Uh, thanks for joining us here today, Travis. Have a good one. Yeah, thanks for having me on, man. Oh, See you, Travis. Thanks. See ya. Wow. Shit, Chris. Can you believe Travis Wingfield, of all people, uh, somehow made it on the air for the Finzies here on Perfect? I thought we had him banned. I mean, he used this one time to step up to get a better prominent role, and now he's going to step on our show, like the one annual show we have a year. Ridiculous. It's totally ridiculous. You know what else is ridiculous? I met his fiance. She's a lovely girl. She's super nice. I don't know what the fuck. She must be blind. She's hanging out with Travis. This guy wears skinny jeans, and he's just I, – I can't believe that this young gal is going to ruin her life marrying travis wingfield it's just it's just we all make shame. mistakes man we yeah. all make mistakes we learn from them good thing uh is it's so prevalent now um you know breaking up is cheaper than it used to be so no big deal yeah and you know that he actually types all of his blogs by one finger at a time like he's some sort of caveman who's only seen a typewriter once in his entire life it's ridiculous i'm sure he does talk to text or something that way it's a little bit easier for him he's a younger guy he's got the technology down there's no way he's doing talk to text because that phone has never been able to be pulled out of the front of those skinny jeans it's just sewn in there it's so tight it's just uh 
I, I don't get it, but whatever. I mean, thank God he's gone, right? Whoever your guys' producer is, you might want to fire him because you've got to cut the cord on me. I'm still here. Oh, hey, Wait, tra- is that Travis? Hey, hey Travis. Man. We were just talking about how like we've been friends since Finn Evan and the Finns. What's up? Yeah, you couple of assholes. Uh, you know what? He's right, Chris. I do feel like an asshole, and you should feel like an asshole yeah. too. I, I mean, I feel like we're 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 a couple of assholes, which kind of makes sense because we are about to give out the couple of assholes award, the Finzi, what we call the MIA, the Martin Incognito Award, uh, and this goes to the duo of Miami Dolphins players, coaches, fans that combined were the biggest couple of assholes you could ever have for the season. And these are the nominees here, Chris and Travis. Number one is Lawrence Timmons and Kiko Alonso. These two assholes uh, did nothing, literally nothing for the Miami Dolphins this past season. The only credit I'll give Lawrence Timmons, at least when he disappeared, he actually physically left. Kiko Alonso showed up and did nothing. Uh, These two are a couple of assholes like you have never seen before in your life. Number two, our offensive line coach, Chris Forrester, and his asshole hooker girlfriend, uh, just (laughs) causing us all kinds of weird press once again. Even our offensive line coach is getting busted. We have Dolphins all over the place, whether it is an actual player, owner, now coach, him and his hooker girlfriend, a couple of assholes. And number three, the pair of assholes that I'm going to nominate is, of course, Mr. Jarvis Landry and his little partner in crime, Adam Gase. That's right. These two assholes couldn't get out of each other's way to the point where they're both talented people that the Miami Dolphins love, and we had to get rid of one of them. We were forced to choose, somewhat like Rosemary's Baby here, which one is going to stay and which one's going to lo- to leave. And in this case, we lost Jarvis Landry. We wish him well. Already a Finzi Award winner earlier in this show. But those are your three nominees. You have Kiko Alonso, Lawrence Timmons. You've got Chris Forrester and his hooker girlfriend and Adam Gase and Jarvis Landry. And Chris, uh, I gave out the nominees. Why don't you hand out the award and crown two of these people the MIA award winner yeah um right now the winner let's take a look here I'm gonna open up the sip sack envelope and your winner is uh, Lawrence Stevens and Kiko Alonso uh, once again setting up the Miami Dolphins as fans for excitement in the preseason um, we think we got a good pair of guys we go and get someone else's trash that has been uh, successful on another uh, team in the NFL for years and we think we're going to get them when the other team's fans are like yeah I have him he's definitely older now but we still don't listen we still expect greatness and he causes off field issues before the season even begins and Kiko Alonso uh, his only job is to cover fast guys because he's undersized in the middle and he still can't do that. So Lawrence Timmons, Kiko Alonso, they are the duo of biggest a-holes. Yeah, and you know who probably should have given out that award was Joe Flacco because I think he would have given it to Kiko Alonso twice and that's because he would have forgotten (laughs) after the first time because of the head injury that Kiko Alonso gave him in that game. Uh, But well-deserved. What a couple of assholes. Special uh, shout-out to Hurricane Irma and Storm Surge because uh, that stupid bitch of a hurricane and the duo of flooding totally was a huge asshole last year as well. You know, and hurricanes kind of look like a physical asshole as well, so you're right. Yes, it does. It just looks like a big asshole flying across (laughs) Florida and the the Keys and North, you know, whatever the fuck, New Orleans, all those shitty places down there. Uh, (laughs) Good call. Good call. I like how we're nominating people after we've already given the award out. That's good. That's uh, good. We Very, prep a lot for this. You can tell. You can definitely <laughs> tell. Well, that was uh, that was an unscheduled guest here on Perfectville. Travis Wingfield just climbing in through the back window, giving out awards, calling us assholes. Uh, 
basically creating a new award right on the spot, a couple of assholes, the Martin Incognito Award, which which uh, we just gave out there, Chris. And uh, speaking of schedules, the Miami Dolphins and the rest of the NFL released their schedule for 2018. What are your initial thoughts looking at the schedule for the Miami Dolphins? Well, here's how I how, here's how I look at it now, Sam, because I'm such a pessimist. I'll find the the things that make me happy. I don't think we have any, maybe one West Coast game. Um, it's broken up pretty well, home and away. We have a bye week this year. And um, really, <laughs> basically, one cold game is at the Bills at the end of the year. We play at Green Bay in November, which their average temperature is maybe 40, 50 degrees. Uh, not a lot of cold games. So it's not too bad. I, I think, honestly, to look at it, um, you really can't look at the strength of schedule. We know that firsthand, Sam, we're one and 15. The next year, we're 11 and five. So, you know, that that preseason before those two years, everybody circled us as an easy win and we kicked 11 teams asses. So uh, you really can't. There are a lot of things go into wins and losses, but looking at the tangible things. West Coast games, back-to-backs, no London, uh, no primetime games. <laughs> we sucked it during those. So looking at it like that, I think it's a win for us. You know you're a sad sack of a franchise when one of the positives is, hey, at least we have a bye week scheduled this year. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Woo, thanks, NFL. Thanks. Uh, well, I guess Mother Nature hasn't really uh, come and go yet. Hurricane season still is on the horizon, but not going wood. We have a bye week this year, and it's late, so that's awesome. Yeah, no, and I agree with you. I, I like the placement of the bye week. I uh, I like the fact that we're not traveling as crazy as we did last year with the London games and everything else. I like that we actually have an official home opener. Uh, we are starting the season at home. I'm hoping that uh, with that, the crowd is ready to go. The entire arena has now, the stadium has completely been redone. I think this is the first year that it's officially completely done. Uh, I'm hoping we pack that place out. I'm actually going to be making my debut at the Chicago Bears game uh, in Miami on October 14th. I have made the decision to go to that game. Hopefully, Chris, you can join me and as well as everyone else. It's going to be a blast. Uh, I'm looking forward to this season probably more than I have in a couple of years. Uh, but, yeah, I agree with you. It, there's nothing on there that makes me go, ooh, that's going to be a big, hard stretch. Uh, and there's nothing on there that makes me go, oh, this is way too easy, and then we end up being disappointed when we lose to a game, uh, you know, lose a game to somebody. So uh, I think it's a nice, balanced schedule. It's something that um, – I have a hard time complaining about. I mean, the, the, the opponents are who they are, but when you play them and, and where you play them is probably what's more important. And the fact that we have 15 of our 16 games uh, starting at 1 o'clock local time in Miami, um, there's a lot of consistency there. There's a lot of knowing when you need to get your body ready, when practices, all that fun stuff. We only have one primetime game on a Thursday night, which I hate, but one out of 16 is not bad. So I, I love the way this uh, schedule is structured. Yeah, I don't think it could be better. Uh, honestly, we already knew the teams were going to play this year. Um, it was just a, about when and where. And usually when the schedule comes out, I always find one or two things that piss me off. Looking at this um, really out of context, in context, I, I, I think it's fine. I, I'm nothing to complain about. I agree. All right. Now, this is called we're almost done here, ladies and gentlemen. We uh, we have given out plenty of awards. We are almost out of trophies. We are almost out of time in terms of renting out this arena, this fantastic arena, which is sold out here tonight for this Finzi Finstravaganza. And this is, of course, uh, one of the more prestigious awards that we have, and that is. The Who the Fuck Was That Award, which we could almost give to Travis Wingfield, who just came on to the show, <laughs> quite frankly. Uh, but uh, this goes to the best guest of the year here on Perfectville. And we've had some good ones here, Chris. Uh, we, we've had draft experts. We've had 
Uh, we've had people from the media, both mainstream and the alternative media. We've had former players, former legends of the Miami Dolphins. Uh, it's been uh, it's been a fantastic year for all the guests that traveled to Perfectville this year. But there can only be so many people that you nominate at one time. And this year there are three nominees. And I think it's going to be pretty obvious who wins this award after we give out all three of the nominees. Uh, but number one, the first nominee is Adam Emmert, who is from the Seahawkers podcast. A very popular football podcast, very very well done. Uh, noted hater of the Miami Dolphins, uh, which is really weird. The fact that we would have a, somebody who hates the Miami Dolphins on our podcast and then nominate this person to be guest of the year. But it is what it is. Adam is your first nominee for the who the fuck was that? Finzi here in Perfectville. Uh, cared who nominates somebody else there, Chris? Yeah, I think it'd be uh, a miss if we didn't mention, of course, a uh, super great friend of the show. Nice guy. Uh, and of course, Dolphin Legend, as you mentioned into your intro there, but uh, it's going to be the the guy that kept Dan Marino standing still for quite a while here in Miami, and that's going to be uh, one of my favorite guests, Richmond Webb. Yeah, I mean that makes total sense. Richmond Webb should be in the NFL Hall of Fame. He is in the Ring of Honor for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, this is this guy's a legend. He was on the All '90s Decade Team as the left tackle for the NFL. He came onto the show. We talked about fishing. We talked about getting attacked by birds. We talked about uh, his thoughts about the current Miami Dolphins and when he played and what it was like to be with Dan Marino in the huddle. How intense he was. Uh, just a fantastic guest. One of our best episodes of all time. Uh, totally agree. He is definitely nominated. And again, it seems pretty obvious who is going to win this award, right. if you ask me. But we're not done yet. We still have a third nominee. And of course, this nominee is also a former football player for the Miami Dolphins. And maybe not considered the legend that Richmond Webb was. He doesn't have the legacy of Richmond Webb. But he does have an iconic moment. So he is an icon for the Miami Dolphins. And of course, I'm talking about... Greg Camarillo, uh, former wide receiver extraordinaire, the Wes Welker before there was a Wes Welker, the guy who caught the pass from Cleo Lemon against the Baltimore Ravens to keep this Miami Dolphins franchise from going 0-16 the one year that we went 1-15. He is the one in 1-15. Mr. Greg Camarillo, I remember him being on the air very vividly, Chris, and just a great guy. I think he was working down at uh, San Diego State or University of San Diego, something along those lines. Yeah, outside of the Miami Dolphins and a couple other teams he played for, he might not be as well-known as maybe a Richmond Webb or some other former players, but to get him on the podcast, I know for, for you, Sam, I'll speak for you, was exciting for me. It was exciting because um, the memories of, of rooting for those guys as fans, we always find the Devon Besses, the Camarillos, the Welkers before he went to New England and became a douche. Um, you know, those guys that you want to root for and the underdogs, the Kevin Hogan's, you know, things like that. So to have Greg Camarillo come on and considering he is one of the more, for good or worse, um, famous plays in Miami Dolphins franchise history to keep us out of that cellar uh, was exciting. And he was a great, great guy and he is a great follow on Twitter. So uh, again, awesome nominee, man. We have some good ones. Uh, Look, and as much as I love Greg Camarillo and as much as I love Adam uh, on on a personal level, uh, we all know who's winning this award. So I'm going to go ahead and open this and let's just uh, announce Richmond Webb's name and uh, let's move on here. So let's go ahead and open this thing up here. And of course, your winner of the Who the Fuck Was That guest of the year, Finzi, is Adam Emmert. Wait, what? What? That's got to At- be a uh, – is that Hold like on. a Steve Harvey thing? Oh, did I just read the nominees again? Hold on. Let me – no, Chris. This says Adam Emmert is the winner. 
of this award. What this makes no sense at all. That can't be right. That can't be right. That's erroneous. I, this has got to be. This, there's there's a flaw in the system. This is uh, this is egregious. How does Richmond Webb? He can't get into the Hall of Fame and he can't win a Finzi. This doesn't make any sense. Why is this fair? Why does this keep happening to Richmond Webb? Uh, wow. Well, um, it is what it is, Chris. I I, I think uh, we have to go with what's printed on the paper here and here to accept his award. <laughs> is uh, Mr. Adam Emmert himself, Mr. Dolphin Hater slash Seahawks lover, Adam Emmert. Adam, uh, congratulations. Well, I just want to thank uh, Dan Marino for igniting my hatred for the Dolphins when I was a very young man, when I was a Buffalo Bills fan oh way God. back uh, uh, in the in the late 90s there. And, uh, yeah, ever since then, I can't stand rat face Marino. I can't stand the colors of the Miami uniform. I mean, like I said, last time it looks like you, you know, you guys fell out of the movie cocktail. Um, it's just uh, everything, everything looks terrible in uh, Miami colors. And, uh, yeah, I just, uh, my hatred is unabashed for, for the team and it'll continue to be so. So Chris, how did this happen? How did we have our show get hijacked by not only Travis Wingfield earlier in the show, but now the biggest Miami Dolphins hater of all time who won the guest of the year, Mr. Adam Emmert from the Seahawkers podcast. He beat out both Richmond Webb and Greg Camarillo. I don't understand how this occurred. Uh, Adam, how, how do you feel with this prestigious award? I'm sure it's going to go right into your studio, right next to uh, all the other stuff going on there that I see on the screen. Uh, this has got to be, I guess, uh, the highlight of your career, I would assume. Oh, absolutely. There's no doubt about it. It's the highlight of my career. Um, you know, I'm not going to talk much smack about Richmond Webb, mainly because if he sat on me, I'd die. <laughs> and uh, I, I don't need that to happen. But, uh, yeah, I think I rightfully beat out Rich Camarillo. I mean, a you know, middling white wide receiver. Like, I think wow. I think I should have been I think I should have been the guest of the year. And I think you guys got it right. So. Uh, thank you for the uh, for the award. Um, I'm not sure where I put it. I, I'm looking for. I think I got a garbage can around here oh. somewhere. I mean, there's somewhere I can put it. Wow. I'm sure. Hey, Adam, yeah. I for one am excited to have you on next year when you're promoting the uh, Philadelphia Eagles podcast you're hosting. Oh. When you become fans for them, look at that. Look at yes, that. yes. Uh, no, I, I don't uh, foresee that happening. Uh, since I became a Seahawks fan in 1998. Uh, I have yet to waver and I don't see myself wavering, uh, even after Richard Sherman became a 49er, uh, that, that did rip the heart out of my chest a little bit, but, uh, no, I I'm rolling with the Hawks forever. I mean, as much as everybody wants to say that we're bandwagon fans, uh, the idea is, is, uh, after a season like this, you think you, you jump off the bandwagon, but nope, full force, man. We're going to be, uh, going to be rolling with the rest of the twelves and, uh, have a successful year and, uh, win the NFC West. One bad year. I don't know how you do it. Well, uh, congratulations on winning the NFC West. You must be so proud. I think I was three wins away from winning the NFC West all by myself last year. Uh, (laughs) But uh, hey, Russell Wilson got us nine wins all on his own. Without an offensive line, we just put traffic cones out there for him to to stand behind. <laughs> if he was, a, was awesome. if he was a lead, he would have gotten you twelve. So that answers that question. That's been going oh, going for you guys. Oh no! <laughs> so. Oh man, how's how's it? How's elite Ryan Tannehill doing? Oh right, his knee's still spaghetti. He's getting uh, there. He's getting there slowly but surely, and kind of leaning to the left. But he's getting there a little bit. Uh, you settled down right. on Mr. Ryan Tannehill. At least we got rid oh, of okay. uh, we got rid of uh, halitosis breath Matt Moore with the worst teeth of all time. So he's out of there. So we're. Uh, <laughs> Uh, we're improving. Is he English? 
Is he English? He looked with a name like Matt Moore. He sounds like he ought to be English. Well, I don't, with the bad teeth and everything. I don't know if he's English, but I tell you what, he was throwing the ball on the wrong side of the field for uh, the entire season. So uh, it stands the reason that he might be. At least he cared. I mean, he had smoking Jay in there for a while, and you know he gave precisely zero fucks all season. You know that's what I liked about Jay Cutler. As soon as we signed Jay Cutler, I'm not going to lie. I was as a podcast host of this comedy podcast. I was kind of like. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Why not? A hurricane, a coach that snorts cocaine yeah. and has a stripper and Jay Cutler's are, are saving quarterback. Of course. Yeah. Just that is ratings like gold. Yeah. Not to mention the fact that we had our starting linebacker just leave before the Chargers game, which was our season opener week, too. I mean, Jay Cutler was literally like the seventh or eighth biggest story in terms of being a disaster for the Miami Dolphins <laughs> last year. So he wasn't even on our radar, to be honest with you, Adam. It was a, it was a tough year for you guys. No doubt about it. Uh, it must have been hard watching the Bills go to the playoffs. No, because I didn't watch. I cried into my pillow until they got eliminated. <laughs> uh <laughs> All in one game, then. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I was going to say, though, um, you know, if, if any of our listeners out there, the ones that we call the citizens of Perfectville, are wondering how Adam won this award over a legend like Richmond Webb and the iconic player that is Rich slash Greg Camarillo, uh, let's be honest, Adam's the only one that was willing to come back on the show. So we had to give it to somebody who could do an <laughs> acceptance speech. So, uh, Adam, we do appreciate you coming on the show, shitting all over us and our fan base. Uh, we appreciate it. Apparently, we are. What I do. Yeah, we yeah, are the. what I do. We are the masochists uh, of the Miami Dolphins. And uh, since you're here, you might as well promote something. Hell, Travis Wingfield stormed the castle earlier and promoted some shit. So uh, you got the Seahawkers podcast going on. How's uh, how's your co-host doing? I haven't heard from him in a while. Yeah, so my co-host, Brandon Schultz, who I've known since kindergarten. Uh, we've been doing this show now. This will be our fifth year. Uh, continues to grow year in and year out because, uh, you know, we keep gaining fans instead of losing fans like <laughs> Miami fans. Wow. Um, and, or Bills uh, fans. <laughs> or Bills fans, yeah, that's fair. Uh, it's It's been a really wild ride. And the idea that uh, we have the listenership that we do and uh, the idea that we are on the radar of uh, great podcasters like yourself is, uh, is kind of mind-blowing. We never thought in a million years we'd be in a position like this. And uh, so it's, it is. It's honestly an honor to you know, win this award. Uh, and that's the nicest thing I'll say to you. Well, you know what? The, the other reason I gave it to you is that uh, you guys were nominated last year as uh, like friendly podcaster of the year, and you didn't win it. And you guys pitched a fit on your own show, the Seahawkers podcast. And I figured, you know what? I, I don't want all that free publicity this time. I'm just going to give him the award so he shuts <laughs> up about it and never talks about us again. But no, uh, Adam, thank you very much. You guys, uh, to be honest with you, all kidding aside, uh, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I don't listen to a lot of sports podcasts. I very rarely listen to a podcast about a team that isn't one that I root for. Uh, I listen to you guys. You guys are very entertaining. I encourage anybody who's just looking for good content, uh, a highly entertaining football show. Adam and Brandon uh, do a fantastic job with the Seahawkers podcast. Uh, one Seahawks-related question. You alluded to it a little bit earlier. Um, what's it going to be like seeing Richard Sherman line up for the uh, San Francisco 49ers on the other side? I mean, are you going to give him a standing ovation and then boo the crap out of him, or are you guys turning your back on him immediately, or – uh, what is the temperature when it comes to Richard Sherman, who really is, uh, when it comes to sports news and sports fans, a little bit transcendent? You know, he goes from coast to coast, north to south. Everyone wants to know what this guy's doing. So just uh, in a snapshot, how are you guys dealing and coping with the fact that Richard Sherman clearly signed a contract with the Diners just as an FU to the Seattle Seahawks organization? Well, hey, I don't blame him for the signing the contract as an FU. If I'm Richard Sherman, I'd probably do the same thing. I wish him well in his personal life. I hope his wife and his lovely children all do well. I've met his mother. She's a lovely woman. I hope all those folks have good health and a nice life. But we often talk about sports hate on the podcast. 
and I sports hate the fuck out of him now. <laughs> I don't hope he gets injured. I just hope he sucks coming back from uh, two Achilles surgeries. That, I, I, I really do. I hope it proves out that we moved on at the right time. The biggest bummer to me is that you gave up a guy who's arguably top three at his position uh, with a year left on his contract. You just release him, and you got nothing for him. Uh, I, that, to me, is uh, kind of tough to handle. But I think that uh, Pete Carroll and John Schneider were clearly over uh, hoopla. Like they they were sick and tired of the drama that <laughs> players like Richard Sherman and Michael Bennett uh, brought to the team, and I think that was a little bit of the of the hawkpocalypse that happened there was they just wanted to purge uh, some of those personalities, and uh, I think that's another reason why you don't see him signing Colin Kaepernick either. Well, sounds uh, familiar. So Sam. I was just about to say, Chris, he could be <laughs> talking about Jarvis Landry and Damakon Sue and the culture change that yeah. we just had in the Miami Dolphins. All that talent, don't care for the personality. Get him out of here. Take pennies on the dollar. Adam, everything you just said, if I just replaced those two names, Michael Bennett <laughs> and Richard Sherman with Jarvis Landry right. and Damakon Sue or Mike Pouncey, uh, for that matter, uh, you would yes. basically have been our last three episodes, to be honest with you. So <laughs> right. uh, there you go. Well, well, speaking of Sue, speaking of Sue, I want to thank you for making sure that he ended up on the Los Angeles Rams roster because I cannot wait for them to crater next year. Like, I mean, this is the perfect storm. I heard uh, a GM talking about uh, a conversation he once had with Marty Schottenheimer after the year they went 14 and two, and he took a risk to go for it all and brought in a couple just locker room cancers and they just cratered. Yeah. And that was with Marty Schottenheimer, an established coach. Somebody that we can all agree was a hell of a coach for a long time in this league. Now, you take somebody like the Los Angeles Rams with a frat boy for a coach who's not even, I'm older than he is, <laughs> all right, who garners no respect among all these veteran players. And you bring in the likes of, of Sue and Aqib Tlaib and a lot of these other locker room cancers, plus all the hype that's going to be around the Rams about how it's going to be their breakout year. And then couple that with the fact that this offseason is the first offseason that an NFL team has been able to go back and look at Sean McVay's uh, total program, and they are going to completely adjust to that, and it's going to be a rough year for the Rams. And I can't wait to watch the three fans that show up to uh, the Coliseum start crying. I, you know, I actually agree with you, Adam. It's funny. Um, I actually, again, comparison to Adam Gates. We had success in his first year, and then everybody got a full grasp of what what he does, what it looks like, uh, him as a head coach. And you give the Rams two losses in a row, those guys start arguing with each other, packing it in, not caring. I can see that wholeheartedly. Yeah, and I mean, and who's there to rein it back in? Wade Phillips? Are you <laughs> kidding me? Like, if it, one thing I know about Wade Phillips, he's only successful in Denver. That's the only place he's ever had real success. And he's not in Denver now, so he's got to suck. It's just the way that it works. Um, that And then the idea, too, this reminds me so much of the Philadelphia Eagles of a few years ago uh, when they won the Super Bowl in March. I don't know if you guys remember that year. They bring in the likes of Namdi Asamoah and uh, Vince Young. And they were declared the super team and then promptly just cratered. That's exactly what this feels like. Yeah, well, the one guy I am rooting for is Marcus Peters, and that's because he was at my show at Cobb's Comedy Club in San Francisco a couple of weeks ago, and had uh, I had the pleasure of meeting him afterwards, and he came up to me and told me that I was his favorite comic, and I looked at him and said, you're my favorite player because he was big and strong, and I wasn't going to piss yes. that guy off. So, uh, Marcus Peters, shout out to you. I don't care what you do on the field, but uh, you're a fan of, I'm a fan of yours, I should say, since you're a fan of mine. I am a fan of yours, Adam. Uh, please tell Brandon we said hello. Enjoy your award. 
And uh, I think we can stomach all we can stomach about the Seahawkers and the Seahawks right now. This is not welcome to Seahawkville. This is welcome to Perfectville. So, Adam, we are going to bid you adieu. And uh, technically, I think this nominates you for guest of the year next year as well. So uh, maybe we'll talk to you in about a year. Wonderful. I'll, we can make this an annual deal. You bet. <laughs> oh, I better. Oh, God, we better get Keith Sims on the air next year and he better win. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> for your guys' sake. I mean, I, I'm really you need that. You need that. Yeah, we do. All right, Adam. Well, thank you very much for joining us. And uh, you have a good rest of whatever day, night. I don't know where you live. You live in like a different country up there in Montana. I don't know what the time frame is. <laughs> yeah. No, we're up here in the mountains and uh, we get all of our mail uh, via Pony Express still. And uh, I don't even know how we're doing this over the Internet. It's magic. Yeah. Uh, we don't have technology here. Yeah, it really is. Uh, there's, there's, a, there's a tin can, it looks like, on the side of your ear. You're just talking into it and we're recording on our end. So, uh, <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well, perfect. There you go. That's the perfect sign off for Perfectville. Adam, thank you very much. Yeah. One more thing, Sam. It, and I'd forgotten about this in the last time I was on the show. Got a little hate on the Twitter mm. uh, at Adam the Rant. And I expected that. But my favorite insult by far, I guess it was an insult. The guy called me a skinny Adam Savage, the dude from like Mythbusters. Yes. And, like, that's the ultimate compliment. Like, I want to be MacGyver, and that's who that guy is. And then a skinny version of that? Thanks, dude. Appreciate it. Made my day. You know what? Adam might have a point about our fans. We're not very good at this, are we? We're, like, we're giving out compliments <laughs> yeah, when we're trying, we're really to, bad. We're trying to insult yeah. people, and we're just not doing a good job. I've, 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 been, I've been dissing him about the Bills fan thing for, like, two shows now a year apart. <laughs> I've got nothing. Yeah. Like, we, yeah. we, are, we are terrible at this. I'm a stand-up, I'm yeah. a stand-up comedian, and, I, and I'm not very good. Look, I'll, I'll tell you a, a real quick story, Adam, since you're on there. I was uh, – I was yeah. given uh, front row passes to Monday Night Raw. If you if you watch professional wrestling, that's the big thing that happens on Monday every every Monday, obviously. And uh, there's a there's a wrestler named Kevin Owens, and he wrestles in a t-shirt with no sleeves on it. And I said something to him, and he turns to me. He just starts insulting me and being very very sarcastic. And I felt like an asshole because I'm like, oh, I'm getting out punched here. And I finally turn to him and I muster up the courage and I say, well, yeah, well, you don't have a shirt with sleeves, and that's all I said. <laughs> and security comes over and just like removes me immediately like look you didn't do anything wrong other than the fact that you're supposed to be a stand-up comic we comped you these tickets you're sitting next to the starting quarterback for the oakland raiders and he wants you removed based off that lousy insult so you're gonna have to go backstage and hang out in catering <laughs> oh man yeah oh man yeah you couldn't even say muscle tee you said shirt with no well, sleeves look uh the guy doesn't have a lot of muscle definition shall we say he'd be he'd be uh <laughs> gotcha. he'd be uh i don't know uh training camp fodder for a backup center we'll call it that way but uh anyway oh as we call it a start yeah. <laughs> us a- too us too <laughs> us too exactly <laughs> Well, there he is. Uh, well, what have we learned here today, Chris? We've learned that Travis Wingfield still ha- still has access to Perfectville. I thought I took away his master key, but he just waltzed right in here. And uh, the guest of the year for Perfectville, a Miami Dolphins podcast, is the one guest we had which absolutely hates and detests and insults Dolphins and Dolphins fans. So uh, th- it wouldn't be the Finzies if we didn't have shit like that going on, would it not? Yeah, yeah, I'm still beside myself with that, Sam. Not only is he a Seahawker and called my, uh, Dan Marino a rat face, but he's a former Bills fan, and uh, he just won a Finzi. Uh, I just, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. We, whew, 
man, there's going to be some pissed off listeners. There is going to be some pissed off listeners, but you know what? The, the, these listeners, uh, well, they're listeners. They listen to things. So uh, we want to thank you guys for listening to Perfect And Bill they're for, Dolphins fans, so they're used to being abused. That's right. They're, they're abused listeners, especially us. That's why we call you the citizens of Perfectville. But no, this is the 100th episode of Perfectville. This is a big party, big celebration, like we talked about. Where we got our pants off. We have celebrities here. We've had guest drop-ins. We've had uh, all kinds of stuff going on. And, of course, we have a new feature to the second annual Finzies, and that is our inaugural class, our inaugural class, I should say, of the Hall of Fame, the Perfectville Hall of Fame. Uh, it, is a, it is time here, ladies and gentlemen. I told you earlier in the show that this is how this is going to work. Both myself and Chris have nominated somebody who has contributed to the Perfectville universe here over the last two years. Uh, his nominee, my nominee, will then be inducted into the Perfectville Hall of Fame where they will be showered with gifts and Norwegian lesbians who feed them grapes or whatever it is they get for being a member of the Perfectville Hall of Fame. Chris, do you have your nominee? I have it right here, lock and key, and I'm excited to announce it. Well, you're going to have to wait a little bit longer. You contain your excitement because I am pulling rank. I am pulling rank, and I am going first. Now, I am the creator and co-host of Perfectville. Therefore, I am going to be selfish, and I am going to do my nominee first. And you're, there's nothing you can do about it. So Sounds good. I'll sit here and take it like a man. You take it like a man. And my nominee is a, uh, is, is a gentleman, there's a clue, is a gentleman who, if he were not here, none of this could happen. He is integral to the success of Perfectville and, quite frankly, is one of the biggest Miami Dolphins fans I have ever met in my life. He has dedicated his life to the Miami Dolphins, and he is, of course, so dedicated that he named his son after Zach Thomas. And, of course, I am talking about my co-host, Mr. Chris Colon, the very first nominee and inductee into the Perfectville Hall of Fame, Christopher Lloyd Cullen. Come get your aqua and orange jacket on. This is your time. Congratulations and welcome to the Hall of Fame. Wow. Uh, um, Sam, the Hall of Fame. You you must be feeling like on cloud nine, man. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's it's uh, it's your time. It, this is this is your time, and uh, you are now a part of the Perfectville Hall of Fame. Holy shit, Sam! I usually you you and I are just always on the same wavelength. Me and you, uh, we we don't prep a lot for our shows. That's kind of a running joke, but it's it's honestly true. Just both kind of feel each other's vibe a bit and uh, just put out a good fun show every time. It's exciting. Uh, usually, when we're on the same page, without you know, like kind of like finishing each other's sentences type deal. But uh, this is kind of awkward. What, what do you mean? Um, actually, I'm going to go ahead, I guess. I'll just go and um, do my nominee. Um, um, <clears throat> wow, I really thought we were going to have the same thing here. Um, I read you completely wrong when you told me to, to pick someone. Uh, the other person joining the Hall of Fame for Perfectville is uh, is me again. Um, I nominated Wait. myself. What? Yeah, I thought you're gonna nominate yourself, and I was gonna nominate myself, and uh, you threw me for a loop here, man. I'm a uh, two-time Hall of Famer, I guess. 
wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're, mean, tell, you're telling me that I nominated you for the Hall of Fame and you nominated yourself for the <laughs> Hall of Fame. Uh, we really should have talked about this before the Finzies, man. It's live. Uh, whatever it says on the card is what 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 goes. I mean, Adam just won a fucking Finzie and he hates us. Uh, it's what it says. I, I I nominated me. Okay, I mean, I I I get that. I mean, I I get it. But dude, what what are you talking about? Uh, yeah, this is awkward. So you so so you are a two time Perfectville <laughs> Hall of Fame inductee, and I am. Not even in the Hall of Fame at all. Is that what you're telling me? Uh, I thought you were going to take care of that. That's on you. Hey, I'm a two-time Hall of Famer, motherfucker. He deserves it. He deserves it. He deserves it. Two times, not one, two. I mean, I I don't even know what to say. I'm I'm at a loss for words for the first time in my life, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, uh, look, I, I abide by the rules that are established here in the town of Perfectville. And as a citizen of Perfectville, I guess I'm going to have to accept the fact that Chris Cullen is now a two-time, yes, two-time Perfectville Hall of Fame member. Uh, And inaugural. I mean, that needs to be added to our intros from now on, Sam. What? Oh, two-time Hall of Famer, Chris Cullen. Yeah, that sounds great. What a ring. You're going to make me introduce you as the two-time Hall of Famer every episode from here on forward. Uh, I mean, I'm a two-time Hall of Famer. I mean, does it make sense? My God, what what has happened here to my little town, my little engine that could? It has been taken over by uh by <laughs> Do a I maniac. Get for two jackets now, one orange, one aqua, just depending on what I'm wearing with it. Dude, honestly, I I thought like you would just nominate me. Like I didn't think I, you had to talk about this. I mean, this like I said, and I try to preface it as best I could to make this as easy as possible. The landing for this awkward plane that's coming into the airport airport right now. But um, I totally thought you were going to nominate yourself. I was, I was, we really should have had a pre-production meeting. Um, but who would do such a thing? Why would I nominate myself? It's, it, <laughs> it's what we do. We're it's perfect, Bill. Hey, it's perfect, Bill. We're selfish. We're a holes. I nominated myself. But I, I thank you, thank you, Sam. Uh, the honor is is well appreciated from you. Thank you so much. Um, it means. It means the world to me, man. I'm a two-time Hall of Famer because of you and me. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, I guess that's uh, – how would you end any other episode of Perfectville other than coming off the rails awkward as hell? Uh, but there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. The Finzies, the second annual Finzies are now in the books with your two-time, yes, two-time Perfectville Hall of Famer, Chris Cullen getting both nominees and both inductions into the Hall of Fame, whereas your humble co-host and creator, Sam Marcou, is on the outside looking in. And is that Travis? Is Travis trying on your jacket? Travis, put the jacket down. Put the fucking jacket down. I will kill you. <sighs> this is... This is this is the worst day of my life. That's that, that's. Hey, that's, there's always next year, Sam. Next year, yes, that's right. In a year, when the <laughs> Finzies return, perhaps I will be nominated and inducted into the Hall of Fame. Then, but uh, until then, uh, I'm just going to have to sit on it, I, I guess, and uh, sit on it two times, I guess. So, hmm. uh, shit. Well, I guess with that, as awkward as this is, Chris, is there anything you'd like to say on the 100th episode of Perfectville during the second annual Finzies as a two-time, yes, two-time Hall of Famer here in Perfectville before we get out of here? Well, first things first, I want to uh, thank uh, God and my wife, my son, for letting me take the time to do this show 100 times. Sam, of course, got to thank you. 
Um, and all you listeners, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Uh, signing off, two-time Hall of Famer, Chris Cullen. I mean, I don't know where we go from here other than episode 101, you smartasses. Uh, but we'll be back <laughs> soon with episode 101. But until then, enjoy the Finzies, enjoy the Hall of Fame, and goodbye from Perfect World. Later. Perfect Bill. up this is miami la chargers amazing pro bowl best center in the league mike pouncey and i'm here today to tell you about rocket cream rocket cream is a brand new really awesome non-steroid cream that really keeps me in the game some of the time with this cream i'm able to partially heal my hip pain so i can get on the field around 48 percent of the time With results like this, why wouldn't you head right over to your local gas station or Eckerd's and pick up a bottle? Rocket Cream. Don't be dumb. It makes you numb. And if your car doesn't work, don't let that stop you from getting Rocket Cream. Call in the next 51 minutes and you'll get an extra bottle for free. Just use the code word H-E-R-N-A-N-D-E-Z. That's right. Free. Hernandez. That's the word. Use that and you'll be on your way to not practicing, but playing some of the time. Rocket Cream. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.